and right now it's about to go down. So right now what we're going to do is we are going to get into our NBA draft recap. As we all know, the draft, like we said, was four days. It's four days removed. Mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot to take in about the draft. So I hope you're tuned in. Um, I see some people are tuned in as well. Mm -hmm. We are now live, Facebook Live, the group page, the group sports rap radio show, Facebook. Get over there. If you can't tune in, like if you're at work and you need to sneak and watch your Facebook Live, you can turn us down a little bit. (laughs) Plug your earphones in or whatever and get right to us. Baldy, shout outs to our partner Baldy on the grind, but I know he's tuned in. Hopefully, you may even get a call from him. We may even get a little live video posted from him today. So he is with us in spirit as always. And we're going to break down some of these picks. We're not going to break down all of them. Uh, We got to save time to get into our Sixers and analyze our Sixers draft and what we think may happen for them in free agency so gotta start off of course first and foremost with the number one pick Mm -hmm. zion williamson to the new orleans pelicans i hate the fact that lakers made the trade we talked about last week the lakers made that trade sent Anthony Davis to the Lakers Mm -hmm. and immediately, immediately everyone puts them as the onside favorite to win the title. Mm -hmm. I still don't see it Mm -hmm. with five players under contract and, you know, looking at everything, looking at the grand scheme and the complete broad picture Again, like I said to you, Frank, when LeBron first went there, right. his option, unfortunately, isn't until after the third year. Anthony Davis will be, for all intents and purposes, will be a unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2019-20 season. Right. So, again, I say, and this is just me preparing for the worst, hoping for the best, <laughs> you know, or as they say, expecting the worst, hoping for the best. Right. And looking at it without tunnel vision, looking at it again, I said the grand scheme of things, the entirely broad picture, yeah. what if it doesn't work? What if they don't make it to the playoffs? What if they don't make it to the semifinals? What you if got, they don't the make the finals? Yeah. Just just right. hear me out. Right. What if they don't make it? What, you know, what if it doesn't work? Right. He can very easily say, although he's already stated, right. yeah, I'm going to resign, which in my opinion is what he's supposed to do, Ooh, being as though – he requested a trade at the trade deadline last oh, season. Right. It didn't happen, and he finally got his way. So, of course, he'll say immediately, initially, that he'll, he'll he's up to resign or whatever things right. of that nature. But again, like I said, in my opinion, those are things that he's supposed to say. Right. Whatever. But if it doesn't work, he could very easily become a free agent and, and look elsewhere, mm-hmm. where he could think that he might have a better chance at winning. You know. And then by that time, it would also be approaching LeBron's third year. Then again, like I said about him, and we all know his M.O., things could get rocky, mm-hmm. and and he could, for all intents and purposes as well, I think they both get up and go. So, you know, it, it's some things, some work stuff that needs to be done there. But Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. obviously, 
the consensus number one pick in the draft. Well deserved. Uh, he was made the number one pick in the draft by the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I, I think his initial attitude, his initial thought process um, during the draft lottery, some of the comments that were made immediately following the draft lottery mm-hmm. have subsided due to the Anthony Davis trade. Right. Um, that trade pretty much opened the door for Zion to be the face of that franchise, to become the face of that franchise, right. to take that city by storm mm-hmm. and become another megastar that that city has lacking. been looking for and, and is lacking mm-hmm. right now. Right. So, uh, initially, mm-hmm. myself and JC... James Clark, if you don't know, Full Court Solutions, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Talk all the time. Shout outs to him for always being in tune. Shout out. I am not sure where he is right now, but I'm sure he's jet setting all over the place. He's working, putting in work somewhere, and kudos to him for that. We both initially thought the process of going in that Zion would possibly struggle his first year in the league. Because of the fact that we were thinking that before this was before the lottery even occurred, we were going by records as we do and thinking that he would be going to a really, really bad team and probably struggle his first year in the league. Obviously, that has changed because it's going to the New Orleans Pelicans playoff team, (laughs) uh, playoff team from last year with a pretty decent roster. So. The pressure won't be as heavy on him to initially carry this team. Right. I think now, as I think about this and what things that I said and and the process for why I said them, mm-hmm. looking at looking at is it hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking at the picture now, I believe that he can grow into that role there. I think that's a really really good situation for him. Because the coaching staff, I think, is solid. There are some veterans on that team. And they have some playoff experience. Mm -hmm. So they can bring him along at their pace and at his pace. And still going to be some pressure, like you said, because he's like an 18-year-old kid. And he's pretty much going to have that city at the palm of his hands. Mm -hmm. But, again, like I said, transitioning from playing against guys relatively your own age or in your own age bracket to to now – playing against grown men who, like you now, are playing for their livelihood. Okay, so, you know, I still think it's going to struggle a little bit, mm-hmm. an adjustment to the NBA style, the NBA game. But I think his pressure is going to be lessened by being by being picked by New Orleans. So, you know, I think, again, that is a – I think that was a good pick, great pick for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a really good spot for him – to end up at instead of what we thought would be like the Suns, the Knicks, or somebody like that. Like you said, bad teams where his struggles would have been accentuated. Uh, Moving on to number two, the Memphis Grizzlies select John Morant out of Murray State. And prior to the draft, they, I'm talking about the Grizzlies, they made a trade. Uh, They sent Mike Conley. To Utah, I believe. Yeah, to Utah. Yeah, Utah. 
And they cleared the way for John Moran to come in and be their point guard of the now and the future. Mm-hmm. Again, great pick for them. They're also in a rebuild. So now they have a centerpiece they can build around. Mm-hmm. And they can progress again at their pace, at their new centerpiece's place, pace. Right. You know, and possibly improve into something somewhere down the line. Right. You know, it's going to take some time. Uh, but what one of the things, other things that they did do, Memphis was they freed up some space mm-hmm. by getting rid of that contract that Michael Conley had, right. which was I thought was a ridiculously bad contract. Uh, it's a lot of those going around, but I just thought that one was one of the first ones that was ridiculously bad. And they finally, finally get a chance to get it off of their books. At number three, the New York Knicks take R.J. Barrett. You like him? I like R.J. Barrett. He's Duke players, man. But R.J. Barrett is not the answer. The player that's going to put the Knicks no. over the top. He's a piece. He's a piece of the part of the puzzle. A small piece Made. of the puzzle. Right. Because of that situation in New York, the Knicks stink. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for any any Knicks fans that that are tuned in, whatever. I'm sorry, but the Knicks stink. The Knicks for fifty years. The Knicks stink, and bringing in young kids like this thing, and you expect them to begin a turnaround in your franchise, right? Arguably. One of, if not the biggest market in the NBA. I mean, it's the mecca of basketball, as we like to call it. NBA offices are there. Mm-hmm. Everything NBA is in New York, prime Madison for Garden, yeah. being in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. It, it, it's sad that the Knicks are as bad as they are for those fans and for that city. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a major market. Mm-hmm. Huge market. Like LA. But it, it's not... A good product. Attractive enough. It's not a good product being placed on the floor. Mm -hmm. And those fans in New York have been suffering for a long time. And, I mean, I know it's not even comparable to the length of time that here Eagles fans suffered and waited to get a Super Bowl. It's longer. But be, And I say that it's not even comparable because in between there, even though they didn't make it to the Super Bowls, those teams were good. They made playoff runs. They just couldn't get over the hump. The Knicks have just been bad for a long time. And they're going to continue to be bad until something changes in that front office. And some of the things I'm going to mention when we get into our Sixers talk and the reasons why they selected who they selected and went the direction that they went in during the draft will possibly clear some of that up. But in a rebuild... You've got money to spend, and like I said, because now it's been so bad for so long, it's extremely unattractive, except for the money. It's the only thing. Right now, that that culture, everything is just unattractive Mm -hmm. for free agents right now. And I understand you have to build that back up to get them there, but you have to do it in different ways. At this point, and I hate doing it. I hate seeing teams do it. 
But, you know, I always say sometimes you got to scrap your plans and go a different route. At some point, I think the Knicks may need to overpay a mid-level free agent to begin to put a crack in that door so people can might want to think about peeking in. Because, right. you know, if it's a crack in the door, people are going people want to peek in, see whether it's going the same way, whether it's getting better or whether it's getting worse. Mm. So I think that they're getting to that point where they may have to overpay someone and it'll possibly, like I said, it'll possibly crack that door open mm. where people will have some intrigue and want to peek in and really see what's going on because you're not going to build like a, a, a foundation if you keep drafting one and done college players. You stay in the in the lottery, you keep drafting one and done college players. So your average age is gonna be 20. eighteen to twenty. And then you don't have any veterans to teach these guys how to be professionals. Professional, yeah. You've got these young kids with business minded basketball coaches coaching them, it's gonna be a struggle. Mm-hmm. So it something has to be done in New York, I think in that front office or something. To, right. to try and change that culture because they they need like Two they them. need like a dem a demolish and, and total rebuild like people say they're rebuilding Makeup. they need a rebuild from the bottom to the top yeah, completely yeah. uh the Atlanta Hawks at number four select Philly's own DeAndre Hunter that's a good pick gotta give applause for him like I said Philly's own DeAndre Hunter. Just coming off of uh, a national championship at the University of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Great pick for the Atlanta Hawks. They got a couple. And the difference with this pick for the Atlanta Hawks taking DeAndre Hunter is, again, older player. Right. Okay. Atlanta has a new culture. They have a coach, former Sixers assistant Lloyd Pierce, who can work with and has worked with young players. Mm-hmm. They have some young players on their roster, but they also have some veterans mixed in. Yeah. So they're on the rise. Right. They're taking the strides, the necessary strides to move along. And I mean, they had about four or five picks. They did some wheeling and dealing as mm-hmm. well. But that is, aside from... Zion Williamson being the consensus number one pick, the no-brainer, whoever had that number one pick was taking Zion Williamson. Regardless of that, after that, this pick, I think, in my opinion, is arguably the best pick in the the lottery. In this year's lottery. In this year's lottery. Because of type of player, age of the player, situation. Shout out to Sean Colson, too, as well. Good friend. Basketball coach here in the city who has done plenty of work with this young man is very close to this young man. So shout out to you guys mm-hmm. for putting in the work and instilling the values and the trust in this young man. And it's paying off in hand over fist. So again, congratulations to all of you for doing the job that you do. And congratulations to Gian DeAndre for being selected in the lottery and being a lottery pick in the draft. Hey, real quick, I hate to disagree with you, but I agree with you, but I disagree with you. I think that Jay Morant pick, he's going to be another Westbrook, I think. He has nice handle, man. And it's nothing there. Yeah, I understand why you said it that's why I said I agree there. with you, disagree with you. It's nothing there. I think Zion in, is going to be a star, superstar. 
He just need to build, continue building around, and let you know that's another story. It's nothing there. The man. first three picks are good, but I'm telling you that number four pick to me is yeah. arguably the best pick in you the lottery. Like the gar- what Garland? Garland? I don't know where he went. Yeah. He went number five yeah, behind him, but whatever. That's the next I one think. We'll talk about. I think that's I like arguably Moran. the best pick in the lottery. Yeah, right I think now, both from Jamie and uh, um, I think I, I think it's the best pick, folks. We're here. Right. Two six seven three six eight five three two eight is the number to get involved in this conversation. Right. So we move on, and person that Frank just mentioned, Darius Garland. That's the pick I want the Lakers to get, but it's not Cleveland <clears throat> again. Nice pick. Nice pick, but it's nothing in Cleveland. Nothing Another six, bad team. Six, yeah. So it's going to take some time. We may not really see what he is until two or three years down the line. Right. You know and. When I say that, I mean, again, Zion, John Morant are definitely going to play. You're going to see what they could possibly be because of their situations. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I said DeAndre Hunter. R.J. Barrett, jury's still going to be out because it's of the situation right. in New York. Um, number six, a good pick. Again, not one of the best, but I think a solid pick for their roster, their needs. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, take Jared Culver out of was that Texas Tech, I believe. Um, they were starting to tire, get weary of mm-hmm. Teague, so they were possibly looking to move him if they could. It mm-hmm. Still, possibly may happen. They um, actually moved up to get a point card by trading Dario Saric right. to the Suns for this pick. I think this could be a good point guard for the future for them. He's bigger than T. He has some size. Um, his skill set is pretty good. But, again, Minnesota's okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to take some time. Like, again, it could be a good situation for him because he'll probably get to play. So, again, he can work at his pace and he'll know what he needs to work on for the upcoming season as well. At number seven, Chicago Bulls take Kobe White. Number eight, the Pelicans with another pick take Jackson Hayes. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the Wizards take Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. Number ten, and this is why I told you about the Atlanta Hawks. Right. Number ten, the Atlanta Hawks take Cam Reddish. What's that the guy from North That's Carolina? That's the guy from Duke. Duke, yeah. What's the woman from North Carolina? Got Cam Johnson. He went number 11 yeah. to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he, he's... The one that got all the hair went number 7. That's the point guard, Kobe White. Yeah, he's not... Yeah. So, again, we're talking about the Hawks. At number 4, they take DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. Older player. Can step in and do some things for you right now. You take Cam Reddish at number 10. A one and done, but... With his size and his skill set, you can plug him in situational. Real quick, is that the one? That and let him. Is it the story where his mom passed away? No. No, okay, not bad. You can take him and put it, plug him in situational yeah. and let him grow as right. a player. Right. And you can get some offense from him. Right. Phoenix Suns at 11 take Cam Johnson, some, someone who, who I wanted the Sixers to take a peek at who they were uh-huh. interested in. Mm-hmm. But went a different route. Uh, at number 12, the Charlotte Hornets pick P.J. Washington. Miami takes Tyler Hero out of Kentucky mm-hmm. at number 13. And rounding out the lottery picks, number 14, the Boston Celtics 
take Romeo Langford. Now, the rest of the first round. Detroit Pistons take Sekou Dumbaya, number 15. Number 16, Chuma Ukiki. Good pick for the Orlando Magic. Um, but they're having some issues possibly um, in free agency, and they may possibly lose Nikola Vucevic. So they needed another big. That was a good pick for them. New Orleans Pelicans again at number 17. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Remember I told you last week, this trade, and then they made another trade. Well, this one trade got them these picks. And I told you, it usually doesn't happen like that. I said, but even though they lost their star, they could still be the same, if not better, immediately them this picks, year. But them picks pan out, though. I, I said if. I didn't yeah. say. Yeah. I'm saying. I said. Way too. I said right. with the assets that they had. Right. They could be. Low I didn't down. say that they were going to be. Right. I said that last week. I said yeah. they Time could be yeah. better, if not the same, but better than what they were last year. Right. Indiana Pacers at number 18 take Goga Bedazi. Mm-hmm. The San Antonio Spurs take another foreigner, Luka yeah, that's Semenic. What, that's what they do. <laughs> the Sixers, in a trade with the Celtics, take Matisse Thibel at number right. 20. Uh-huh. The Grizzlies at number 21 take Brandon Clark. Number 22, the Celtics again take Grant Williams. Number 23, the OKC, Darius Brasley. Number 24, the Phoenix Suns take Ty Jerome. 25, the Portland Blazers take Nasir Little out of North Carolina. Cleveland at number 26 takes Dylan Windler. Number 27, the Brooklyn Nets, Mufundu Cabanegui. 28, Golden State Warriors take Jordan Poole. Spurs again at number 29, Keldon Johnson. And rounding out, Cleveland takes number 30, at number 30, Kevin Porter Jr. So that was your first round. Um, the second round we're going to discuss a little bit as we get into our Sixers talk. We will be back. I'm going to take another quick break. When we come back, we will get to our Sixers talk. Mm -hmm. We will break down their draft and their draft picks and what we expect them to do in free agency. Again, free agency is six days away. It's your boy, D. It's your boy, Frank. We will see you on the other side in a few minutes.